I'm Des. And I'm Jay. And welcome to your weekly dose of Savage Reality. Hola, chica. What up? Oh, nothing. How are you doing? A bitch is moving to Boston. Yeah. We are doing swell. Very, very well. Now I'm just praying that God's favor continues to rain down on me like it normally does. It will. And we get this unit um, that we found today for a fucking amazing price mm-hmm. so yeah hopefully um hopefully that all works itself out yeah shout out to david chu i don't know if you're listening to this but you really helped us trying to figure this out because we were not prepared who the fuck is david chu david that i used to work with david oh why is his last name chu i don't know it's just what it is that's his like birth last name yeah, C-H-E-W. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Got it. Chew. Like chewing mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For some reason, my mind went to Cho. Isn't that that girl's name in Harry Potter? That Harry Cho Chang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For some reason, my mind went there. I don't know why. Yeah. So I was oh. very confused. Okay. <laughs> Got it. But I'm tracking oh. now. I'm tracking. Yes, yes. Shout out to David because he told us about Boston real estate and it fucking sucks. So if any of y'all live there, wow. We're planning to move there. Like, just don't plan to move there. Like, unless Mm -hmm. you have to go. Granted, like, I'm excited about Boston. What I'm, I'm not excited about the cost of housing. Mm -hmm. And it's not even like the rent is not even bad. But like, having to have first months, last months a security deposit equal to one month, a broker's fee equal to one month, when the rent is already $5,000 a month, that is insane to me. Truly. That's crazy. So like, and yeah, I thought Nashville was bad. Yeah, but that up front, oh, shitty. Very, very. Speaking of shitty things, this last set of episodes. <laughs> it is long. Right? Very anticlimactic, especially compared to the other two seasons of this show. It was giving nothing. I've watched episodes of Rocket Power that were more entertaining <laughs> than the last three episodes. <laughs> do y'all remember Rocket Power? I love I that do. Show. We were talking about that at work the other day. Or was mm-hmm. it me and you? I feel like, or maybe it was no, me it and you. Oh, okay. I was talking about it with somebody recently because they were like, what's that show with like the surfers? And I was like, Rocket Power. That was one of my favorite shows. Yeah. That like as told by Ginger and Brace uh, Face. Do you remember Brace Face? I do. Do you know that on Paramount Plus they have Showtime shows and mm-hmm. as told by Ginger is one of the shows on there. And I think Rocket Power is too now that I'm thinking about it. And the Wild Thornberries, like, <gasps> oh! We yes. just had the best childhood. Kids today, they'll never know. 1,000%. That's Their why kids today sucks. sucks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Anyways, so we're going to get into it now. So if you've been with us along this journey, you will remember that at the end of our last recap, we were getting into the changeover. So... Our couples were going back to do trial marriages with their original partners. They were starting to talk about the stuff that they had learned, quote unquote, during their trial marriages to the first set of people that they chose. So we start off seeing Ryan and James meeting up with James's mom. What were your impressions of James's mom? James. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She was like, And I don't want to speak ill of anyone's mother, Mm. but she was giving very much like, gosh, I don't know how to say it politely. Asshole. Okay. That's not where I was going, but yeah, (laughs) she was an ass. She was a total bitch, yo. Like, and it's like, no wonder James has so little confidence because 
like anytime he said something, it was just like her response was so combative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, she was. I was like, oh gosh, bless, you, mm-hmm. bless your heart. Like I think in our last recording, I was like, James, get the fuck over it. But now I'm like, ooh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She owes you money for therapy for sure. Man, oh my gosh. And then we start seeing that like she's also clashing with Ryan and Ryan's being respectful about it. But basically his mom is asking him or asking them how things are going. And they're like, it's okay. Like we got into an argument, but we got over it quickly, which we totally did mention in our last recording. But I forgot about that huge fight that they got at when they or got into when they were fighting from like 1.30 in the morning until 3 a.m. And I was like, absolutely not. Things don't happen in my household. I didn't even understand what the argument was about. I was so confused. From what I gathered, it was basically like Ryan was, I think, talking with her hands or something. And that apparently is something that triggers James. And so, yeah. That's right. That's right. No, she she was tapping her nails on the counter. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm getting that confused with selling OC. Never mind. That was a fight in selling the OC. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, he said his mom, that's a way that she would communicate when she was upset. Mm. And so that was a trigger for him. Mm. But again, James. How is Ryan supposed to know that? Because after seven years, you waited until you got brought onto a reality TV show to share your fucking life. So, right. Yeah, exactly. And so his mom asks him if he feels more ready to propose. And he says yes. And then asks Ryan what she thinks, which leads us into the conversation about what their plan is for the future. And I was like, his mom low-key hates Ryan. I really don't understand why. But I think she also feels like Ryan held James back from being able to have this like super awesome life where he was super financially secure and had achieved all these things because I forgot that he was like an aspiring aerospace engineer. And so like him actually working at NASA was like a real thing. And she was like, yeah, I didn't really want to move to wherever NASA is. I think it's in Texas. Um, but anyways, because she was and like, I want to stay close to my family, which yeah. makes sense to me. It does. If I mean, But also it's like, what does Ryan do? Do we know? Because is your family paying your bills? I don't understand why you're not ready to leave your family if, what, what are they doing for you? I mean, I get that you grew up with a big family and stuff, but at some point, children, we got to fly the coop. You know, and I feel like Ryan would mm-hmm. flourish in Texas. Flourish. She seems like Agreed. a Texas girl. She totally right? would. Yeah. Well, I agree. And I think, I don't know what she does, but we talk about it in the reunion episode when they're talking about their living situation because I think Nick and Vanessa mm-hmm. asked them if they live together yet. And she was like, oh, yeah, he moved in with me to my family's house. So I feel like she's just lived at home this entire time, other than maybe when they were at college. And so. Which is I, fucking I don't know. wild. Because how many brothers and sisters does she have? I don't know, but it sounds like a lot. And then to add a dude into that, I just couldn't. Like, unless I was in, like, dire straits, there is no way in hell I would be living with Derek at home with siblings. But maybe, right, definitely not. But maybe it's a religious thing for them. Because, like, I know one of my pro fights, they have to live at home until they get married. So... You know, and I feel like they're just like, not like they're some weird religion or anything. Like they just, you know, the word of God. Um, but yeah, they can't move out until they're married. So like Charity, you know Charity? Charity Neal? You probably know if you saw her, but her older brother, like I think she mm-hmm. moved out before her older brother because she got married before her older brother. So yeah. Mm, that makes so sense. That I don't know culturally too, it's normal. Yeah, because I know, like, Jewish people, I think typically they stay at home. Oh, that's so interesting. Mm -hmm. I think Jewish people do that. And I think some, like, I don't know what part of South Asian culture, but, like, when I'm thinking, because I think about when I watch, like, Jewish matchmaking and Indian matchmaking, it was very normal for people to, like, still be living at home. And I even think Mm. Persians, to some extent, do that as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. I don't know. Couldn't be me though. Couldn't be me either. Like there is could you could you imagine if me, you, 
Dewana. Joe, Derek, and Michael nope. lived at Dad's nope. house with Dad and Keisha Absolutely and, not. and nope. Jada. Mm-mm. That mm. sounds absolutely She'd be the horrific. worst one. Oh, my gosh. That would be terrible. Now, I do think we could all cohabitate with Mom. Oh, for sure. If like we had, like, a green leaf type of situation where, like, Perfect. we had, like, wings and shit – hundred percent. I'd be like, yeah, let's do a family meal every now and then. Not with, not with dad, mom. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Dad, okay. it'd be like maybe once a month. Once a month. Exactly. Exactly. Mom, once a week, Sundays, we're having family dinner. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. But yeah, mm-hmm. I can't imagine with all those people and all these grown ass people. Like as, as kids, it's, it could be cute, but like as adults, no, ma'am. No, no, no. Yeah, it's but too whatever. much. And we see that Ryan basically got in James' ear and his mom is pissed about it. And so James tells us, though, that his prior dream about what he wanted to do originally has changed because of Ryan being in his life. And he does feel like it's more important to have a family and to be near family. And his mom's like, well, I'm about the money, so I can't relate. <laughs> And when she asks him if he's going to propose, he's like, "Mm, I don't know. And so she tells us, like, if I was with a dude after seven years, I just, it couldn't be me. And then she was like, Ryan could go get any swinging dick out there, I think is the phrase that she used, which I was like, that's a new one for me, but agree with the sentiment. Yeah, his mom was just... I was like, oh gosh, that is toxic right there. Like I could I can't imagine having grown up in an environment um with a parent who who acts and speaks the way that she does. Even her body language, like even in that meeting, you could tell that she's probably had conversations with James, like, you just need to live your life. What are you doing in this seven year old high school sweetheart's relationship? Like let's move on, let's boss up. Mm-hmm. And she's probably talking about, I'm I'm about the money because she expects James to take care of her. That's probably what she's saying. Because bitch, you don't look like you about the money. You know? Mm-hmm. So, but she is a truck driver though. And they make a lot of money. Oh, they do make bank. Okay, I must've missed that. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. But I think though, because her husband died when he was so young. She was like, I had no choice but to be about money because I had to support us together and I didn't That's have right. any help. And so this was the best route that I found to do that, which makes perfect sense. But I feel like For there sure. was a way to balance that. Like our mom was also a single parent and she was at home every day. Yep. Yep. And it was exactly. great. But was alas. So then we go into their final night. And again, y'all, we're going to talk about this episode couple by couple. So it's just easier to keep all the things happening with them together. Um, And so James basically says that he's ready and he wants to move in together. But then Ryan thinks it would be less exciting and also potentially make him procrastinate the actual marriage slash wedding part. And she wants to get married within the next year if they do get engaged. And then he's all like, well, I've never procrastinated anything you've wanted before. So why do you think that I'm going to do it now? And she's like, well, A, we're not engaged. And that's something that I want. So here we go. Number one. Um, And I think it's clear that she doesn't fully see how he's changed. Like he says he's more sure to an extent, but not a hundred percent. And even in the way he talks, it's not confident, you know, like, I think like you're saying you, but then too, I feel like from James's perspective, he is like, well, what's the point in talking the talk when I just need to prove it, you know? So, which I can respect that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. agreed and so then we move into sweet raya and trey they start out on a date night and she seems to be getting over the fact that he has said he has feelings for ryan um and they start talking about kind of where they see themselves going in the future and he's like you know i feel like i'm thinking about us as a couple and you can't do that because you still don't know what you want. And Raya's like, 
I feel like I have to do what you want me to do. And I feel rushed because you're already so sure and I'm not sure. And because of that, I don't feel good enough for you. And I think it was when she said that, that the, the light bulb like flashed on for Trey to say, oh, shit, I see now why you feel like that. And then he was able to like take accountability and own his stuff and say like, you know, I'm not trying to rush you. I'm trying to provide direction for us and show you like what this could look like. But I see that because you're not on the same page, you feel like it's me rushing you. And I'm sorry for that. And I thought that that was really big of him. Yeah, I loved when he he phrased it as you look at it as me rushing you, whereas I see it as a skipping steps because he like where he's at in his life. He's like, OK, we don't need to waste time doing that, thinking about that, talking about that. Like, let's just skip over that step and get to where we're trying to go. And so, yeah, I think that was a a beautiful moment for them to like get on the same page, because like you said, it feels like in his mind, it just clicked and they were able to like see each other's perspective and point of view, which was great. Um, You know what I also noticed about Mm -hmm. Raya? She reminds me of one of my students. Like when one of my students is her age, I feel like she's going to look just like her. My little baby Latinder. Oh my gosh. I loved Latinder. Mm. I know. She was precious, but yeah, she looks she looks just like Raya. Anywho. That's crazy. From Jalen's past Wait. life as a teacher, y'all. <laughs> oh gosh. Yep. And so when we come into their final night, they're having this conversation about where they want to live which I feel like is very important. And Raya wants to move to Atlanta, but Trey doesn't. Um, Pause. And he can't really like, oh, what? Where do they live? Because I was like, wait, why is she trying to move to Atlanta? I want to say based on the context clues I'm getting, I want to say I think they live either somewhere in like Southern Georgia or maybe like Charlotte, North Carolina. Gotcha. I think it might be there. I don't know exactly where. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. But I don't know. They started talking about the city, like Charlotte's not a city. And I'm like, is Charlotte not a city? I would assume it was, but I guess maybe not compared to Atlanta. I don't know. And this is the thing. Raya wants to move to the city to be a city girl. Like she is not trying to be laid up. She's not trying to be domesticated. She ain't trying to be nobody's wife right now. She is trying to be out there twerking that thing. And that, 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 that delicious. <laughs> Do you remember that from Love and Hip Hop? Who? Yes. No. Kind of. who, who, BBOD, who Bad Bitches on Deck. Okay, no. <laughs> oh, my God. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the. I can't remember what season of Love and Hip Hop New York it was, but it was the same season that like um, Young B or Bianca from Chicken Noodle Soup that she came on and they had oh. beef and it was the whole thing. Yeah, I think that's when I had started to like dwindle away from watching that show. So like I kind of remember that, okay. but like kind of not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it was them, Young B, Mariah Lynn. You know, she was a hoe and she's admitting it. That was that was that Didn't time. Was a good time on that show. She did. It's a similar vibe. Mm-hmm. I feel like she has thinking. like new teeth or something now. Listen, if I had money, I would get my teeth done. One thousand percent. Why? I think your teeth look nice. I hate you want nice to be bigger? Yes. I feel like Why? when I smile, you can see all of my gums and all 68 teeth. And it's just not cute. Like my teeth are so small for my mouth. It just doesn't, it's just um, not cute. Yeah. Interesting. So you want to get like veneers or something? Yeah, I would, I would definitely, but that's like $20,000 out here. I ain't got time for that. It's a lot. It's not cheap. And there's different kinds. Cause you know, sometimes they like shave down your teeth and put it on there. Ooh, that sounds painful. Right exactly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's not good not good 
But anyways, so back to Ryan Trey. She wants to be a city girl. He does not. Um, and she's upset because he won't compromise on it. And so he suggests, like, what if we do long distance and I go and get us set up here and you go live your city girl dreams and you come back when you're ready after like a year or so. And she's just not feeling it because she doesn't think that it can work. And I was like, here's the deal. It could work if you were actually committed to each other and had like a solid foundation. Because mm-hmm. I've seen couples that do that for like an extended period of time for whatever reason, like somebody has a job somewhere, but the other person can't come right away. So they live apart, what have you, but she doesn't want to do it because she ain't ready. And so he's like, I don't want to be that far away from my family. And you originally didn't have a plan for what you wanted to do in Atlanta. So why the fuck would I want to go there? Which makes perfect sense to me because correct questions. I need answers. And so she's also telling us, though, that she's like, I've grown, but maybe I have grown past Trey. And I'm like, "Mm, I still think you need to catch up to where Trey's at, but okay. Mm, Yeah, she ain't have no plan because city girls don't need a plan. They just go in the city, (laughs) you know, like city girls. So, yeah. We find the men. We find someone to support our lifestyle. Yeah. Which, yep. you know, I maybe could have done in a different life for a little bit. Really? I, I think could about never. it. I could never. I mean, as long as I didn't have to have sex with him, like if I just like had to like show up with him places, I could have done that. Mm. No. I'm not good at faking the phone. <laughs> nope. I'm real good, as you know. Uh, yes, we know. We know. <laughs> So exhausting. <laughs> it is. It's very exhausting. But anyways, that's kind of where we leave Ryan and Trey. Any other thoughts about them before we move on? Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think okay. so. Yes, as y'all can see, mm-hmm. fairly lackluster episode, y'all. So yeah. then we get yeah. to Antonio and Roxanne, uh, which awesome. I was listening to that song, Roxanne, the other day. You know that song like Roxanne, Roxanne, all she wanted to oh. do was party all night. That song, it makes me think of her. Anytime they say her name, I think of Roxanne, Roxanne, like the rapper. Oh, no, I don't know her. Mm. Yeah, you saw her story on Netflix. No? Oh, you should go watch Mm-mm. it. It was really good. It was really good. I mean, it was sad, but it was good. It was good. I mean, trauma oh, for black oh, no, women. I mean, you've you've seen the story, you know. Typical. Just, right. right. <laughs> now we're focusing on another Roxanne. day in America. Another day being <laughs> black in America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, these two, Roxanne just doesn't. Is this the episode where Homeboy was trying to say "I love you"? Or was uh-huh. that last week? And then she, so they walk into the apartment or because that's something that she, he wants her to work on is saying, I love you because he says it all the time. She said, I love you mm-hmm. to the cat, mm-hmm. the fucking cat. And mm-hmm. then when he said, I love you, she just mm-hmm. stood there. I was like, oh my gosh, that is so, Antonio, why are you putting, like, yes, you might not have your shit together, dude, but you don't fucking deserve that. <laughs> that is not okay. Mm-mm. Like his DMs will be fucking flooded after this show i mean they're probably flooded right now of like antonio i'll wear a wedding ring for you i'll marry you tomorrow like (laughs) it's just he could do so much better than her but so much better what the fuck ever and so we see them at the beginning of their scenes um with roxanne's parents and so they have met alex now we're back with antonio and so they're all kind of catching up about the process for both of them so far. And Roxanne says that Antonio needs her to trust him as he's like working toward progress into becoming a business owner. And I'm like, bitch, what are you complaining about? This man is trying to buy a business. What do you want him to do? But she's struggling because she just can't, she can't be that patient basically. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, was it her dad that asked uh, Antonio, what is the difference between you and Alex? And Antonio said, Alex has a job. I 
just like, but seriously oh, though God. that's all it was yeah it's so sad it's so sad i just hate i i hate to see her continually treat him like shit and him just take it because he thinks clearly that Roxanne is the fucking bee's knees and the best that he'll ever get in life. And I'm just like, dude, when you realize your potential and you put value into who you are as a person, you will not stand for that bullshit. But I digress. Right. I'm like, Antonio, I need you to just come on up to Charleston, South Carolina. I need you to go on Southern Hospitality and trust me, you can find lots of women who want to be with you. And your current state. I mean, hell, look at Craig. Look at Craig fucking Conover. If Craig can find somebody, anybody can. And multiple good somebodies. Like, this man lied about graduating from law school. He lied about taking and passing the bar exam. And he had to come up. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Naomi still fucking rode with him and lied for him, which was crazy to do. But she still did it. And so if he can get that, you too, Antonio, who is trying, you too can get that. Look at fucking Shep. I mean, granted, now Shep's got a lot of money, but still, he right. is disgusting. And women just throw themselves at him all the time. Yeah, yeah this is true. All the fucking time. Also, if y'all true. don't watch Southern Charm, that's another great Bravo fave that you should watch because the shit yeah. is hilarious. So, so good. But anyway, so back to Antonio and Roxanne. Um, her parents talk about how Roxanne, you need to like chill out on him because if you know that he is on this path and that for a little bit, you're going to have to be the one to like help provide or whatever until he can get to a place where he matches you. As long as y'all are making progress toward that, you should be cool with Mm -hmm. this. You should just be cool with it. Yeah. And then her parents also ask like, um, I think, don't they say some, they ask something and they get on the topic about Roxanne's exes. And so Roxanne mm-hmm. says that all of her exes were financially stable, but none of them loved her the way that Antonio does. And I'm like, okay, Roxanne. Mm-hmm. So like, now let's put what you've learned to practice because knowledge without application is fucking pointless. So like, Mm-hmm. If you see that a dude that has a bunch of money and has all his shit together, but is unable to love you the way that you want to be loved, and you have the juxtaposition to this for a dude who doesn't always have it together quite yet, but he loves the shit out of you, those, those dudes are your exes for a reason. You can't just go after people because they have a quote unquote job or because they're entrepreneurs or because they're financially stable. Da, da, da. Like, if you're looking, again, mm-hmm. back to my whole thing with her, you bitch are looking for a business partner. That is not your mm-hmm. partner in life. Two totally different things. Mm-hmm. Like, you, if you're so dead mm-hmm. set on having someone who's financially stable and their shit together all the time and is like a hustler and da 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 da, but doesn't give a fuck about being romantic, it didn't work out with Alex for that, for that fucking reason. And that's why it didn't work out with any of your exes. So, like, give Antonio a chance. Mm-hmm. or let him go if it is more important for you to have somebody who is financially stable try to find the chupacabra try to find the dude who loves you like you want but also is financially secure like you want what, what? is a chupacabra wasn't that in it's a like book? a mythical creature i don't know probably i think it was i think it was okay sorry go ahead it was oh you know what no in, in ap psychology Widener when I think I can't remember who came into class and it looked like they had a hickey on their neck and he would be like oh so see you got attacked by the chupacabra that's where I've heard that (laughs) I never had him but he seemed funny oh Widener was the fucking Mm -hmm. shit he was I mean it was so amazing so amazing he was dope yeah He's the one who, you remember, no, you don't remember because you didn't have him. So <laughs> Widener would do this thing where he would like offer people candy or food during class. He would cough on it mm-hmm. or lick it and then be like, still want it? So one day he had a fast break and you know, I love, and this mm-hmm. is when I feel like I first discovered fast breaks and I fuck up some fast breaks. I don't even right? know what a fast break is. What is a fast what? break? It's I don't re- know what a fast break is. It's like a mix between a Reese and a and a a Three Musketeer and a Butterfinger, but it's Reese. Hmm. It 
is amazing. You must try one. This is very sad that you've never had okay. this. Anywho. I don't think I I've ever even seen them. Let me look it up. Go okay. ahead. Okay. So yeah, so we're in class and he's <laughs> like, who wants this fast break? And I was like, oh, me. And he licked it. And he was like, you still want it? I said, yes. And then he licked the other side of it. He said, <laughs> I said, yes. He put the whole thing in his mouth and took it out. And he's like, are you sure? I was like, yes. So he brought it over to me. He's like, <laughs> bitch, I fucked up that fast break so That's quick. Disgusting. And he's like, I have never had a student actually eat what I've offered them when I've done that. <laughs> and I was like, hey, listen, I love a But why break. was he doing that? That's just fucking weird. I don't know. It's Widener. <laughs> it's just Widener for you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But well. and then all my classmates are like, oh my gosh, that's so disgusting. Da, da, da. So all y'all bitches in here ain't suck no dick. What's the difference? <laughs> right? Am I right or am I right? Like, okay, yeah, he put this piece of food in his mouth, but y'all put somebody's whole ass penis in y'all's mouth. What's the difference? Ain't one. <laughs> oh my God, I'm screaming. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. It was just, I wasn't expecting you. you to say that. Thank you. Thank you. And that makes me think about how, so I don't know why, but like Roxanne also said, or so <laughs> her parents were like, what are you doing talking to Antonio to please Roxanne? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he was like, all she wants is like a pizza and a sunset. I said, bitch, where? Mm-hmm. That is not all you want. <laughs> like, right. Nowhere in this experience have you s- even hinted to the fact that you just want something simple. You don't want simple. You mm-hmm. want to be fucking extra. Mm-mm. Right. Yep. And then when her parents threw yep. back, what 100%. are you doing to please him? I feel like she was kind of like, oh, I loved uh, that question. That's a good question. <laughs> she came up with some bullshit. I'm I too busy because I'm work, work, working. Yeah. She didn't say anything that was meaningful. I'll say that. No, nothing at all. Nothing at all. And basically she's like, I've lowered my standard, so I don't need to do anything else to please him. Yeah, that is kind of what she was saying, isn't it? That's so shitty. Mm-hmm. Truly, truly, truly. And so mm-hmm. on their last night, they're both anxious and they're both like, we don't know what Roxanne's going to do. <laughs> Antonio's like, I don't know what you're going to do. And she's like, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do either. <laughs> and then she <laughs> asks him, like, what is the difference between being like your girlfriend and being your wife? And then he's like, you know, I am always going to be your champion. I'm always going to be in your corner. And she's like, yeah. I don't think that that would be me, though, for you. It's <laughs> like, why would you say that? Right? And that was so <gasps> sweet of him to say. Like, for a guy right? to be that vulnerable and be like, yeah, I'm going to be here for you every step of the way. And for her to be so fucking dismissive, I just, I mean, mm. sis must have some magical punani because there's no way mm. that my partner is going to, like, continually dismiss me like that. Mm-mm. on international fucking television are you kidding me are you kidding me he must have the lowest sense of ego in the entire world to be able to still be with her after this because that's insane Truly. yeah yeah there's no way in hell you're gonna play me like that on tv and expect me to still be with you yeah. absolutely not absolutely not but then it got me this- thinking oh go ahead also during this conversation she was saying, or like he was talking about the ways that he would be a good husband. And he was saying that like he was selfless mm-hmm. um, and considerate. Yeah. And then so mm-hmm. she said the ways that she would be a good wife. One of the things she said was she would be organized. I was like, sis, what? <laughs> you think that's what a nigga's <laughs> looking for in a wife? Is somebody who's organized? <laughs> yeah. She's hey, some people might be. She is. And it's, it's crazy because it makes me wonder, and I want your take on this. So, and maybe it's just because I approach being in a relationship differently than most people, because Derek is really the first real relationship I've ever been in. But like when people are talking about the difference between dating somebody and being married in my mind, I don't really feel like there should be that much of a difference. 
and maybe it's just because we've been together for so long but like if Derek and I were to get married tomorrow the only thing that would change is that we would be filing our taxes together that's pretty much it but I think too for us I feel like that's what we saw with mom, you know, it was Mm -hmm. like, it wasn't like, and that's what she preaches too. Like marriage should not be anything different than your relationship. The standard is not higher. It's not like you start going above and beyond, or you put this pressure on yourself or your partner to be a quote husband or quote wife. It's just like, you just do what you've been doing. I don't know why people feel like once they get married that they have to switch it up. It's, it's weird, but it's definitely a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't understand that because I'm like, when you have to ask somebody how they would be different as your husband or your wife, you should already fucking know what you've signed up for. There shouldn't be anything changing that majorly that would make you have an easier time making that decision. Like that just feels crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Like Agreed. if Derek magically did some shit that I had never seen him do after being together for almost six years just because we got married, the fuck? Yeah, right. That's a problem. Good Period. or bad, because I'm like, you could be a serial killer. Killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah. It it really, Antonio. But I know that's never gonna happen. <laughs> So, oh well. Right. It's so sad. It's so sad. And then we get to Kat and Alex, and we spend maybe a total of like five minutes on them this entire episode, (laughs) which is pretty much, they are really boring. And that's pretty much their stint on the show, which is sad to see. But maybe it's because they're a little too normal. I don't know. I'm not really sure. There's not really a lot of drama between them. Their drama is because of other people. Right, that's fair. That's true. So we see his parents come over and they're talking about how much of a better place that they're in, Kat and Alex, now that they're back together. And Alex's dad asks Kat what she sees in him, and she's like, Well, we balance each other out really well. And then her parent or his parents bring up Roxanne's comments about Kat not challenging Alex enough. And Alex is sticking up for her in this moment by saying, like, she shows her strengths differently than Roxanne. Like, she doesn't have to be combative with me to stand up to me and show strength to me, which I also thought was really nice. And I felt like that was a change for him because I don't know that he would have said that about her before this experience. Mm-hmm. And it's also like, be careful what you ask for, because mm-hmm. that was his whole thing with that. Like, I need a woman who challenges me and Kat just doesn't do that. And then after a bitch who like, you know, is going toes with you, then it was like, you know what? Kat does challenge me, <laughs> but she challenges me in a way that doesn't <laughs> make me feel like less of a man. So like, let me go back over there. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And his dad is like, so where are y'all at? And it's basically nowhere. Like, and so that his dad has like clocked that Alex is like analyzing the situation too much. And he's like, you either have to do it or not. Like you got to shit or get off the pot. Like Mm -hmm. you can't just keep analyzing the situation because you will always find something that is wrong or that Mm -hmm. may go wrong. And like, you just gotta, just gotta dive in, dive in. Wow. (laughs) But they do, though. They totally do. And so with that, we get to the end of this episode and we see first up Trey and Raya. And in the finale, again, surprisingly to me, I don't know how you felt about it when you saw it. All of these assholes get engaged to each other. They all get engaged. Even Roxanne. The bitch says yes. I feel like it was like a wedding pact. You know that movie, The Pregnancy Pact? Uh, I, yeah. There's no way that all of y'all after this experiment think that y'all are meant to be married. There's no way. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, and I thought it was crazy because this is the only episode where we see Roxanne say anything nice about Antonio. And that was really the only thing of note to me during the finale was like all of those things that she said after he started with his little spiel. And I was like, who knew she had it in her to just be kind? Who knew? Yeah. Right. I know the finale was just, 
Yeah, because no, everybody did what they were quote unquote supposed to do. So it was just very, mm-hmm. it was just very blah. Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. even have very, there's no spice. Nope. <laughs> I literally no. wrote two bullet points and I just did them. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> I wrote, I wrote, because Raya made the comment that she loved the whole experience and now she wants to wake up every, every day next to Trey. And I'm just like, mm. mm-hmm. I don't know, Ryan. Do I'm still not buying it, but like, whatever. Um, and then for Ryan mm-hmm. and James, I just made the comment that James felt like he wasn't enough for his dad, not enough for his mom. So he's insecure about being enough for Ryan. Blah, 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 blah. But again, my uh, guy, if you have been with the bitch for seven years, she would have left you if she didn't feel like you were enough already. Exactly. Because Ryan, I think as we have all established, is the catch. Not the other way around. Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You look like any other corn-fed white boy from down there. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> so as we move into the reunion, <clears throat> we welcome back some of the worst hosts in reality television history, the Lachey's. Oh, yeah. Um, and these assholes literally couldn't get through the first seconds without making a pregnancy joke. And I'm like, Why? Why do we keep doing this? We actually have a pregnancy that you can talk about this time. We don't need to joke about it. Yeah. Just like, yeah. just don't. It wasn't funny. It wasn't funny the first time. It's not funny now. Please talk about it. And then they say that this is the first time in ultimatum history that everyone accepted everyone's proposal. And again, I don't understand why they keep trying to separate the ultimatum with the straights and the ultimatums with the queer people. Like, why do we keep separating them like they're two different things? Because on right. Queer Love, also, spoiler alert, everyone accepted everyone's proposal. Even though they no. shouldn't have. Yes. No, they didn't. No, yeah, they, they didn't. Did. No, Who they didn't. Oh, Vanessa and Xander, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I forgot about yeah. that. Okay, sorry. I take mm-hmm. that back. I take that back. <laughs> you're right. In my mind, they had. Because I, for- I remembered mm-hmm. that Yoli ended up with Mal. So in my mind, yeah. Xander had just proposed to Vanessa. <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess I'll go propose to Vanessa. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, so it was a first. It was a first. But also, I'm like... You quit doing that shit. Quit separating them. There's no need to separate them. But whatever. So then, as we're talking through this couple by couple, we see Lisa and Brian reemerge onto the scene. Um, And they start kind of going through their very brief time on the show. And we find out that apparently nobody actually thought that they were pregnant, which I thought was kind of fucked up. But like... Did we... When so when they pan back to like in the season and Kat made that comment or not Kat what's that other girl's name Roxanne Roxanne made that comment mm. like we, do we even know if she's really pregnant or if they're really pregnant Yeah did we see that in yeah. real time or they just added no that no we did not see any of that Okay yeah. I didn't they think added so. that scene in after the fact Yeah okay got it got it Yeah damn Yeah and so right and then we learned that they actually have a baby boy I believe they say his name is Mason. And Nick asked them, like, why do y'all think no one believed it? (laughs) And I was like, well, I don't know. I mean, I low-key was like, the second she said she was, like, pregnant, I went to Instagram to look. I was like, is she really pregnant? Does she have a baby? And I think it's like no one believed it because she's the one who issued the ultimatum. And it's like, what better way to trap your dude or, like, force him into a situation than getting pregnant? So, like... Yeah. Right. I mean, I think that makes perfect mm-hmm. sense as to why it was questionable. And then the way that she blew up too, it's like, okay, she's really going to extreme lengths to make sure her and Brian stay together. Like that's what, as outsiders mm-hmm. who don't know them, like those people are seeing just snapshots of their relationship and it's like, ooh, you know? So. Yeah. It's not good. No. They didn't appear no. to be a happy couple at the time. So. Mm-mm. But now that we know that she was pregnant during that time, and like Roxanne points out, hella hormonal. So it makes perfect sense mm-hmm. as to why maybe she was more aggressive than normal, or maybe she was just aggressive, period, which is not her normal, um, and why she also pushed him in his face, which is not Yeah, okay. which they don't even talk about. Right? Like, she apologized for it, but they didn't really, like, I get maybe that was, like, 
why they were like agreeing to appear or whatever is like i'm gonna apologize for it we don't need to like belabor the conversation or whatever i guess i don't know yeah for sure could be definitely yeah Um, and then so roxanne oh go ahead sorry um before you were gonna go talk about roxanne the whole thing with raya and lisa Mm -hmm. and their back and forth their exchange yeah i was like yeah yeah this one yeah i was like okay rye came to play today (laughs) he sure did but like derek and i have been saying from the beginning and i can't remember or yeah lisa she was like i'm not calling you she called her what a hooters bitch and like lisa has also worked at hooters Mm -hmm. they were like isn't that like contradictory or whatever but Lisa was like, I made that comment based on the way that you were acting. It has nothing to do with your job, but you're right. at, like, you can work at Hooters and not act like you work at Hooters. And so I, that's what mm-hmm. I don't think Ryan was understanding. Like the way that production cut this shit makes it seem like you only came on this show to get a hall pass. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. And then interestingly though, Antonio jumps in to defend Raya, but also try to make Lisa look better by saying, I don't think that you mean what you're saying about Raya right now. I think Raya was just doing this process and you were frustrated by that. And I was like, period. Correct, Antonio. Correct. Because you'll see now she has issued an apology on Instagram to Brian and Raya. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, why to Ryan? Raya. Oh. Brian and Raya. Oh, got it. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. Gotcha. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they're still together, still not married. So don't know when that's going to change. But apparently when they filmed this, their son is only seven weeks old. So I too wouldn't be concerned about getting married anytime soon either. Yeah. I was like, dang, sis bounced back. like. You couldn't even right. tell she just had a baby. She's great. Yeah. Sure couldn't. Yep. Sure couldn't. Granted, I didn't love her outfit. And yeah, so, it wasn't a great Yeah, so that didn't really help. It wasn't. It looked like she was wearing lingerie. And I was like, mm, I feel like we could have done better. Definitely could have done better. But hey, what can you do? Right. What can exactly. you do? Exactly. Any last thoughts about Lisa and Brian? Mm, no, I think that was all. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. There yeah. wasn't very much there. Now, mm-hmm. I wish I wish we had gotten them the full season because I can't even imagine sure. what we would have seen. Yeah. One I think they thousand. were the couple that was like cast to spice things up. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. But oh well. Okay, so who do you want to talk about next? Ooh, let's go ahead and get Alex and Kat out of the way. Okay, great. <laughs> they are getting married in May 10th, 2024. They have the save the dates ready to go. Those ugly ass refrigerator magnets that people insist on sending for some reason, because we'll let you know, those things get thrown away. They don't stay. They maybe stay like a month after your wedding, but then they're gone. I also just don't really like magnets. Like I don't have anything on my refrigerator. And I like it that way. It's nice and clean. Yeah. I'm not I'm not a fan of like gaudy magnets, but like I have a few that are like that I used in my classroom. They're like cute and simple. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, like people who like go overboard with the magnets on their fridge and it'll be like, oh, let's pick up a magnet for like as a keepsake from all the places that we've traveled for vacation and shit like that. Absolutely not. That shit is so ugly. It's so tacky. No. It's too much. Yeah. Not cute. And they don't all go together. Right. Uh-uh. So anyways, that's our opinion about that. Uh, so Kat says that Alex is like full send, ready to settle down, ready to have babies. And Alex agrees. And I think it's funny because at this point, after we've sat through the Roxanne and Antonio, because they definitely get the bulk of the episode after the stupid ass game that they played. Um <laughs> Roxanne's like, well, we talked about kids all the time when we were together. And Kat's like, yeah, but like, y'all were joking. Like, we're actually engaged. We're actually talking about having children. So, like, 
respectfully, I don't think that you can compare the two. And then Alex explains his perspective when he was talking about Roxanne's behavior to Antonio because he was like, yeah, I feel like we need to clear this up. Like, A, I didn't want your girl. And Kat's like, yeah, no, he did it. Like, just oh. shaking her head. <laughs> and then he was like, I was just trying to tell you what I saw. And then Trey, for some reason, comes in on the side. And he's like, I don't think that you had bad intentions at all, but the way that you did this was not necessarily appropriate. And then Roxanne was like, well, yeah, like if you're saying that, Alex, about how you came in Antonio, I had those same intentions when I was talking to Kat. And Kat's like, no, fuck off. No, you did not. <laughs> I don't believe you. And yeah. I didn't believe you then. And I feel justified in that. And Roxanne just keeps trying to dig in and dig in and dig in. And Kat's like, no, no, no. We are above this. We're done. Right. Like, you and I are over. <laughs> yeah. And then I thought it was so funny. Kat also makes a point, which I'm glad that she realizes she needs to work on this, but she said that she's going to stop being an agreeable listener and like commute, like, because when she communicates, she's giving you all the verbal cues that she's agree or nonverbal cues that she's agreeing with everything that you're saying when she's just trying to show you that she's paying attention, but it comes across as, yeah, I totally agree. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that she realized, um, realized right. that and then shared that, like, no. I, I didn't agree with anything you had to say, and I'm going to work on being less like that. Yeah. Right. And that's how you know, though, that Roxanne is a bad communicator, because I knew that that's exactly what Kat was doing in the moment. Like, she said things that contradicted what Roxanne was telling her. And so I was like, you just didn't give a fuck about what she was saying. You were just like, yeah, she agrees with me because I am right, and I'm always right, and, like, that's it. Roxanne is very self-righteous and self-centered. Another reason why I don't understand how or why Antonio puts up with that bullshit. Like, are we done with Kat and mm -mm. Alex? Was there anything else we need to say? We okay. sure don't. We can okay. keep it moving. So like when Roxanne made, she said something, like when they were asking her about not wearing her engagement ring. And she was like, I don't know, man. Mm -hmm. like, I just, I don't know. It, you don't have an excuse because you have on 50 other rings on every other finger except that one. And so when she was like, well, I mean, I don't know. I just, it seems like very, now, you know how we talked about like mom, sometimes she thinks that she did too much making us like super independent. We're fine. Roxanne, mm -hmm. that bitch, like saying, well, you know, it just seems kind of possessive if she has to wear a wedding ring mm -hmm. or an engagement ring and Antonio doesn't, well, bitch, go get him mm -hmm. one. And you're Persian and you're an entrepreneur. It's not like you can't afford it. And then she was sitting there saying, you know, I don't know. I guess I'm different. I guess I'm just different. Like, I don't know. And I'm just like, Roxanne, shut the fuck up. Shut up. Like, you I don't want to like be married. That's what it is. That's it. That's it. That is all it boils down to. And I feel like she tries also to be too hard to be the outlier. Like, I don't like fitting in either. But again, yeah. like we said about Roxanne time and time again, empty wagons squeak the loudest. And it's like, you're just saying all this shit to have to reinforce mm -hmm. that you're this awesomely amazing person. And you really just come across like a shitty individual. Mm -hmm. And like, I think it's Alex that says it like, you not wearing the ring is less about you. It's more about how Antonio feels. Like mm -hmm. if Antonio has bought you this, well, not bought you, but got you this beautiful <laughs> ring that I thought was really nice and then got you all the rings to go around it. Like, are you fucking kidding me, bro? I would wear that shit so proudly or yeah. at least wear it on a chain around my neck. Like something, the shit definitely wouldn't just be in the box. Okay. But he was like, you don't give enough of a fuck about Antonio's feelings to wear it even though you are technically engaged but these two will not get married I guarantee you I don't even think they're going to make it to the end of this year together in a relationship and I hope that Antonio gets all of these people just throwing themselves at him just throwing the cat just take it Antonio just go just go and you go own your now car customization businesses and watch those shits blow up and I hope her pasties business fails you granted you have a business that's great it's very admirable pasties bitch you're working 16 hour shifts to sell <laughs> pasties what what kind of pasties are these the fuck 
None that I've ever heard of. Ever. I'm just like, yeah. I don't know. Roxanne, she's for the birds at the end of the day. And you know what I thought was crazy is that, okay, so they asked her what she did because he is talking about how he now owns this car wash. He's going to turn it into this franchise of this car customization business, which I thought was great. I'm like, look at this. This man has made progress. And he's like, yeah, like Roxanne's super into cars. So it's gonna be great for us. And she's like, well, I was really into cars 10 years ago. And right. okay. And then the Lachey's are like, yeah, what do you do? And she's like, oh, I work with tits. And I was like, really, Roxanne? That's how you fucking pitch yourself. That's how you take advantage of being a businesswoman and having this platform. Like you best believe anybody else. And this is why people need to go to the Bravo school of reality television, because you better fucking believe if any of those housewives, hell, not even the housewives, if anyone on Vanderpump Rules, anyone on Southern Charm, hell, Shaws of Sunset, when it was still on, Married to Medicine, you better believe not only would we know the name of your business, not only would we be following you on Instagram, you might have gotten a goodie bag with shit in it for you or your partner or your mom or your sister or whoever. Like, she just played this so wrong, so yeah. wrong to be so about your business and then not say what your business is and like share the name and all the stuff. That was a fucking missed opportunity. And again, maybe contractually she couldn't for whatever reason, but like you could have brought the shit with you to the show. You could have had like boxes sitting out. You could have had like a little gift box. I mean, it's just she's a fucking idiot and so like i just can't imagine how successful you are if you can't even do that and we know you got on the show to promote your shit it wasn't for antonio exactly exactly mm. it's crazy um yeah and i just i hope antonio wakes up sometime soon but i don't know mm -hmm. he seems like he is pussy whipped truly it yeah. is so so disgusting and i just can't i can't i can't and i know that you don't like see all of someone's relationship but like the shit that i'm seeing is very consistent and it's consistently telling me this is a hell to the no yep for sure it's insane and freaking insane and so then we move into our final two couples that also swapped partners um, so we got Raya and Trey. They apparently are planning a destination wedding for spring 2025. Um, in real time, they're currently expecting a baby in January of this upcoming oh. year. What? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I look, city girl I look at these people on Instagram. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 And so she talks about how the miscarriage that she had was with Trey. Cause that was one of the things too. I didn't know. It was like, was it with him or was yeah. it like right before you got with him or whatever? And so right. she was saying that her whole, like, I don't know if I want to have a family was because she wasn't sure if she could carry a baby to term, which perfectly makes sense to me. I get that. I would be really scared about that too. Mm -hmm. So I'm hopeful that she's had a good pregnancy. They have a healthy baby and that they come into the world with so much love. Because I was really excited to see that. I was like, maybe we were wrong about Raya. I don't know, but maybe. <laughs> Y'all should see the space that Jayla just gave me. Mm, don't know about all that, but if you say so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was that was that was great for her to share and to give a little bit more insight um as to why she's so hesitant on having a family um mm -hmm. yeah but they seem like they're in a i mean in the reunion they seem like they were in a really good place um yeah. i thought it was interesting though bouncing to the other couple that ryan mm -hmm. made the comment that she basically wanted to slide into his dm one day not to say anything inappropriate but just like to have right. a conversation about something that he posted or a video uh -huh. or his story or whatever <laughs> And Raya was like, um, if you want to comment, no, ma'am, that's fine. But like having a conversation, no, ma'am, we're not doing that. I was like, okay. and I thought that was really wild. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I'm like, y'all were on a show together. Like, it's not like they actually dated, dated, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and even if it was somebody that Derek had dated, dated, I wouldn't care if you were talking to him because again, I'm the type of person that always will maintain, and I feel like mom told us this too, if they want to cheat on you or There's be unfaithful, 
sure can't like they're just gonna do it so what it what's why am i giving you all of these parameters to operate within like i just i've never understood the women that are like that and men too because i mean not even right. men, just people i don't understand the people that are like that yeah the only thing you can do is put the fear of god in them you know i've let michael know listen you even think about cheating on me it's a wrap <laughs> And it's right. and that's the thing too. Like we're not gonna have no conversation about it. We're not gonna argue about mm -hmm. it. We're not gonna talk about mm -hmm. why it happened, what could have been different. I will just exit to the left. Period. Exactly. So, but exactly. yeah, I don't understand that either. Like men, they're not gonna be somewhere they don't want to be, mm -mm. regardless of what you do. So, like, I mean, it is what it is. And if if you're that concerned and you want to be like, oh well, you can't go here, you can't do that. Well, I want you home by a certain time, baby. You don't need to be in a relationship because that's not, trying to control somebody like even though you guys are committed to each other that that person is not yours this is not mm -hmm. slavery and that's kind of what it sounds like when people want to put all those stipulations on what their partner can and cannot do and who they can and cannot speak to and and shit like that who was I just talking to about this I can't remember and somebody was telling me that like they told their partner that they didn't want them to speak to somebody and I was like Hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. I will tell Michael, I don't like that person, that person, or that person. But you be friends with who you want to. I won't be around. Mm -hmm. But that right. ain't got shit to do with him and the relationship he has with those people. You know, you want to be friends right. with them, fucking knuckleheads? Go for it. it won't be me. <laughs> we yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, too, I don't know if it's part of her just being young, but like she was just so uncomfortable with how close it appeared that Ryan and Trey got. And so she's just always going to be insecure about it. Yeah. Even though Trey left with you, is having a child with you, wants to marry you. Mm -hmm. You are so insecure. And Ryan didn't want Trey like that. No, she did. And she they said were just that. Friends. Right. She was right. like, well, I tried, but I'm still thinking about James at the end of the day, which like, it was so sweet. You know, she's like, I'm trying mm -hmm. to have this experience. And you could tell. Like, I feel like yeah. in those other episodes we recorded when we were like, it just feels like Ryan's holding back. And it's like, obviously she was because she just couldn't really get yeah. into it like that. They are definitely exactly. like on some best friends type energy and not anything more than that. Right. Which I would hope to get a best friend out of this. I feel like that would be cool. And like, y'all okay. could all do stuff together, but I guess not. Whatever. You know? And then too, Whatever. it's like, Trey, Trey is a man. It's not that hard for dudes to catch feelings. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. they're fickle mm -hmm. when it comes to the mind. So, girl, as quickly as he caught them feelings, he probably ain't thought two things, two, two, two minutes about Ryan since y'all left. <laughs> right. And clearly, he didn't reach out to her, nor did he expect exactly. to be in communication with her. So, like, mm -hmm. you have nothing to be upset or, like, insecure about. But whatever. Yep. It is what it is. And that brings us to our last couple. So Ryan and James, they are getting married in like a couple weeks. I was about to say, yeah, this is September 30th. I looked at my watch. I was like, oh, shit, girl. Mm -hmm. That's tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Right. And he did another proposal for her, which I thought was cute because it was more intimate and probably more like what he would have done originally had mm -hmm. she not had to give him an ultimatum to have it happen the other way first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was super cute. I love that for, for them. Um, they seem like they're in a really, really good space, too. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. I agree. And like we mentioned earlier, they're living together now in Ryan's family home, um, which, which just it couldn't be for me. And then we get this unexplicable, like, James after dark portion where we see how into sex he is. And we talk about all the things that they do. And I was like, I don't really understand why we needed that. That wasn't, it didn't really add anything to me. I'm like, did y'all just need to fill the time? Was that what we were doing? That's here? exactly what it was. Cause I was like, this is weird as fuck. Like so weird. Mm -hmm. No one asked for this. No one. Mm -hmm. Nope. And I didn't want it. I didn't need to know about it. And I was like, so this is all that we missed in that like three week trial marriage of stuff that we didn't see with them is basically they just had sex all the time. Right. <laughs> It also explains why she was still around after seven years with no proposal. Exactly. <laughs> Y'all weren't talking. Y'all were just having sex. Right. I got it. Mm -hmm. Got it. That makes that sense. But also, I forget how young they are. And like, right. that makes sense for their age. I feel like they're going to get married this the 30th. I feel like she's going to be pregnant by next month. By the end of the year. Oh. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's you. Maybe she'll have her baby then by next summer. Yeah. 
Yeah. But that brings us to the end, friends. So did you have any um, overall thoughts about this this season? My overall thoughts was that they... Now I see why they posted. Because didn't you watch all eight episodes at one time? Didn't they come out with all eight at once or something? They came out with the first eight, yeah. And and I see why they did that. Because there was nothing to look forward to. Like, there were no cliffhangers. It was I mean, after that first episode, we found out Brian and Lisa are pregnant. The rest of the season was just extremely fucking boring. Um, Mm -hmm. And I can imagine they probably lost money on producing this season. (laughs) Yeah. And I wonder, too, I think I'm trying to remember if it was in the top ten ever or not. I think it might have been, but I don't know if it stayed there for very long, like on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, there's some shit that's in the top ten that hasn't been live like ever since it's been on Netflix. So I feel like Gossip Girl will stay there (laughs) whenever Mm -hmm. it's there. And so, yeah, I agree. I think that in addition to what we mentioned before about them needing a therapy component, because I think that could have very easily added in some extra content, but also been more productive for people. I think they have got to do better casting for next season. I need messier people. I need to see someone really strongly considering leaving with another human. Or I need to see someone who's like, you know what? I don't want to be with either of y'all. And I'm just choosing myself. Like I need, I need something else because this them all being with each other I didn't I don't like it same same it was just yeah I was like okay I mean I guess it proves that ultimatums work in some instances people maybe but overall it was it was very blah agreed do you have a savage af take for this last set of episodes savage af was raya bossing up on lisa and ryan Ooh. Go ahead then, Raya. Like, granted, not to say that I don't see her as somebody who would stick up for herself, but I was kind of taken aback that she addressed Lisa and, well, I'm not surprised that she told Ryan, like, don't be messaging my man because y'all don't have nothing to talk about. Right. But, um, yeah, I was I was surprised that she addressed Lisa the way that she did. Which probably- Well, it makes me wonder, too, if she felt more bold because of the stuff that she saw Lisa say. That she Probably. didn't hear. Right. Yeah. Probably. So, yeah. I was surprised by that, too. What about you? Any Savage A? For me, I would say, um, I, and this isn't really Savage, it's just I feel like logic, but I feel like I can see everybody staying together except for Roxanne and Antonio. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they will be done by December 31st, 2023. And if they're not, I'll be damned. But- I just don't, I don't see any longevity in their relationship. Right. The fact that they've lasted this long is they're on borrowed time. 1,000%. And so friends, that brings us to a close for this week. So next week we are back to our regularly scheduled content. We will be starting Vanderpump Rules season dos. Get excited. That's when Queen Ariana joins the club. It's going to be great. So until then, you can find us at Savage Reality Podcast on Instagram. DM us if you have questions or email us at realityforsavages at gmail.com. That's also in our show notes. Also, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to help the people find us. Stay tuned, and we will see you next week. Bye. Peace.